Thank you for listening to the First Love Podcast from First Presbyterian Church for August 16th, 2020. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title today is Peacemaker. Our first scripture reading is taken from Psalms 105 and 106, verses 16 through 22, and verse 45b. The second scripture reading comes from Genesis 45, 1 through 15. Our guest soloist today is Jenny Smith, singing Blessed Be Your Name. We are trying to collect 500 food items for our local food pantry here in Jacksonville, Illinois. We are currently at 55. If you would like to contribute, please call 245-4189 and let the secretary know that you're bringing some food by and she can put it where it needs to go. If you want more information about our church, please listen to the closing announcement after our service today. We pray that you have a safe, healthy, and peaceful week. God bless. Let's listen to the Word of God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all His wonderful works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Remember the wonderful works He has done, His miracles and the judgments He has uttered, O offspring of His servant Abraham, children of Jacob, His chosen ones. When He summoned famine against the land and broke every staff of bread, He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar collar of iron until what he had said came to pass. The word of the Lord kept testing him. The king sent and released him. The The ruler of the people set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to instruct his officials at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed be your name and the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Be blessing you, pour out all, turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of 
Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, where the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away, you give and take away. My heart will choose to stay, Lord, blessed be Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. I don't know what you all were thinking, but I was thinking uh, about Jenny, and she's going off to college. I'm thinking about uh, all of our students who are going off, who have some who have already left, and uh, and we're praying for you and thinking about you, especially your families too. Um, and Jenny is going to Naperville, which is where I grew up and went to church. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little plug for Knox Presbyterian Church in Naperville. That's where I grew up. I was baptized and confirmed and even ordained there. And so uh, my dad still attends there and my uncle goes there. And so I just want to make sure. We'll miss you here at our home church. You can see us online, I know, but uh, I hope that you do connect with the church family there and that would be a good one. Uh, so... We'll be praying for you and, and all of our college seniors as they, or college freshmen, and through seniors who are going to school, and we're thinking about you. What a, what a lovely gift to give us before you leave. Thank you. Our scripture from the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 45, very end of Joseph's story. Let us listen to the word of God. And Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, Send everyone away from me. So no one stand with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? 
But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. The famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen. You shall be near me. You and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And now your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept while Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. This is the word of the Lord. A few months ago, Andrew Lloyd Webber released a number of his full-length musicals on YouTube. I don't know if any of you had a chance to see them, but my family was thrilled. And the first one happened to be Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat featuring Donny Osmond as Joseph. And after watching it, I noticed that my daughter actually started reading the Bible to see how accurate the story was, right? She mentioned that the Bible never really described Joseph's robe. Long sleeves isn't the same as Technicolor. Of course, she didn't know what go-go boots were or who Elvis Presley exactly was, but that didn't matter. Weber's musical became an instant favorite for our girls. Many of you, you know this story well, but for those who need a refresher, Joseph's beloved by his father and despised by his brothers because he's the favorite, right? This special robe with sleeves seems to make things much worse. So, so much so that they plot for for Joseph's death. Then at the last minute, they decide an even worse fate for Joseph, to sell their brother into slavery. As a slave in Egypt, he's falsely accused of a crime and is thrown into prison for many years. Finally, with God's guidance, he interprets Pharaoh's dream correctly. Dream is... uh, showing them that there will be seven years of plenty that is followed by seven years of drought and famine. And within an instant, this dreamer who was sold into slavery and thrown into jail is now catapulted into being 
second in command in all of Egypt. Now, in our scripture reading today, we are in year nine, two years following this great surplus. They're in famine and drought. And Joseph's family, along with all those in the region, find themselves destitute. So they come to this great land of Egypt, pleading to this commander for sustenance. Now, the roles in this family have come full circle. Power has shifted. These brothers who once sold Joseph into slavery are now at his mercy. This story, it's an age-old story. It's, it's our story. Because how many families are going through tough times, living under broken ties, unforgettable mistakes, unspeakable truths, untold sorrows, unattended feelings? Leonardo Boff once said that people from Latin America do not believe in God. They feel God. The theological element of this text is that strong feeling of Joseph that runs through the whole story. And the reason this story in particular is so powerful is because after this great betrayal, after this great heartache and sorrow that Joseph goes through, Joseph does the opposite of what our world teaches us to do. One scholar reminds us that society teaches us to be right or to strike 50-50 deals or simply to win and seize what we can. Whether we like it or not, this is the way that the world usually operates. Our world encourages revenge and justifies hatred. But here, instead, Joseph gives us this impossible gesture of forgiveness to his brothers. Now, Joseph could have ignored or killed his family. He certainly had the power to. But instead, Joseph welcomes them. He looks past their flaws. Now, some might say that time helps heal in circumstances of one-upmanship. I would argue in our world, time often doesn't lessen our anger or hostility. In fact, time usually embitters. Yet today, Joseph does the exact opposite of what our world teaches us to do. And this is where this story becomes so powerful. There's a boy at summer camp who received a large package of cookies in the mail from his mother. He'd eaten a few, then placed the remainder under his bed. And the next day after lunch, he went to his tent to get a cookie, and the box was missing. That afternoon, a camp counselor who had been told of the theft saw another boy sitting behind a tree eating these stolen cookies. He said to himself, that young man must be taught not to steal. So he returned to the group and sought out the boy whose cookies had been stolen. He said, Billy, I I know who stole your cookies. Wonder if you might help me teach him a lesson. Well, yes, but 
Isn't he in trouble? Aren't you going to punish him? No, that would only make him resent and hate you, said the counselor. I want you to call your mother and ask her to send you another box of cookies. So the boy did as the counselor asked, and a few days later received another box of cookies in the mail. And then he tells Billy, Now the boy who stole your cookies is down by the lake. I want you to go down there and share your cookies with him. Billy said, But he's a thief. I know, I know, but try to see it. Try it. See what happens. After a half hour, a camp counselor saw the two come up the hill arm in arm. The boy who had stolen the cookies who was earnestly trying to get the other to accept his jackknife in repayment of these stolen cookies the day before. The victim was just as earnestly refusing the gift from his new friend, saying that a few old cookies weren't that important anyway. The story and the story of Joseph certainly goes against what our world teaches. But instead, it points to something bigger. It points to what God teaches. It's a lesson about forgiveness and reconciliation. It makes a dramatic statement that God makes us for community, to be a beloved family. Now, before I go any further, I want to state two important factors. I'm not attempting to be a psychologist or even to play an amateur psychologist. I don't have that kind of degree. I'm also aware that the brothers abused this young Joseph, and the effects of abuse cannot be casually wiped away. Let's look at what Jesus says. Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew 5 on the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers. Paul tells us in Romans, if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. One scholar says peace is not avoiding the prickly person or the silent treatment. Find the one who is angry with you or who gets on your nerves or with whom there has been a wound or an explosion and make peace. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, said, It is better to deliver aid than to send it. If we think of it this way, in our Bible lesson for today, Joseph could have simply mailed his family an anonymous package of food, Instead, Joseph chooses to live into the forgiveness and reconciliation of God. Joseph wants a relationship even more than wanting his family to get fed. In the same way, God wants us to live in relationship with God and with others. God would rather that we stay, talk, express emotion, draw close, and to love one another. Now, it's not always that easy, right? Because like I said, family can oftentimes hurt us. Folks can betray us. But if I could teach you one thing about faith, it would be this. To truly love someone as God loves you, 
so that you can forgive when someone else wrongs you. If we recognize that every person has a divine spark within them, we have the ability to do the opposite of what the world teaches us and demand broken relationships or at least attempt to mend them. Now, this sometimes is often one of the biggest hurdles that holds us back. Our story is being human. This is age old as Genesis. Many attempts as we get into figuring out technology, medicine, science, this seems to be the one that holds us back. Holds us from seeking that kingdom of God which Jesus shares and teaches. Our story as being human is about seeking revenge, holding on to anger and hostility, loving power and greed. The one thing that breaks all those things is what Jesus, Joseph does in this story and what Jesus teaches his disciples. Choose the opposite of what the world teaches. To choose love. To choose forgiveness. To mend relationships with one another. Now yesterday our family watched another musical, Hamilton. We watched it for the third or fourth time on Disney+. Plus. We're trying to get our money's worth, right? And our kids absolutely love this musical. There's this powerful scene following this duel, Hamilton's son, Philip, where Philip is killed in this duel. Eliza and Alexander's relationship is extremely complica complicated at this point, and it's included uh, adultery and betrayal. But the most powerful moment in this entire musical, for me at least, is when Eliza is standing next to Alexander, and they're broken, right? Because their son has just died. Their hands are both down. They're separate, like that paper. And she extends a hand for Alexander to hold. And he starts weeping, just like these brothers and Joseph does. It wasn't so simple. This gesture of love is real and powerful. She forgives her husband. She didn't have to. In fact, she had every reason not to. But she chose to walk hand in hand after losing their son, young son, Philip. Now, I would imagine that many of you can think about someone you may have a strained relationship. Maybe you can think of many people. Don't go to the hardest one just yet. Those sometimes take a lot of 
healing and mending. And, and maybe, like I said, I don't have a psychology degree or uh, if there's abuse involved. There's a lot more uh, to take into factor. Think about the ones, even now in our uh, isolation, where we have a strained relationship. Think about how you could offer aid. How can you deliver aid in a way today instead of just sending it by mail? Who's that person in your life? I encourage you to pray, to ask for God's love and forgiveness, and then to share that love and forgiveness as well. For Christ wants us to be reconciled, not to be broken. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The address for our First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, zip code 62650. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can reach us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjax. Our webpage is www.firstpresjax.org. Our Sunday services start at 10 a.m., but we come on the air at 10.45 with a slideshow. We invite you to come and view us live on Facebook on Sundays. Leave a comment. Enjoy a great sermon by Jonathan and Warren and whoever is the special music for that day. God bless.